Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey? Well, Jude, I'm excited because our trek through the multiverse continues for another week. Whether it's hosting MCU Need to Know with friend Daniel in one universe or spinning a web of fan theories in this one, we're happy to welcome back the universal delight, Leech. Welcome back, Leech. Welcome, Leech. Thanks for having me. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. How about you? You know what? Well, you just answered that, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about it today. Uh... Ever since you made this comment, whenever we were prepping for the What If Friend uh, Daniel and Leech bonus episode, I knew this was something we needed to rectify. You've never done a review episode with us. It's always been the wrap-ups. Oh, yeah. It has been. It Uh, has been. Yeah. Yeah. And and we picked this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Free spoiler thoughts. Free spoiler thoughts. (laughs) You know what? I was I mentioned this before we started. I legitimately think we're ready. We're we're primed for an inverse of last week. I I thought this was gonna go one way. I'm so excited to see how this plays out. (laughs) But of course, like we said, you know, we got our pre-spoiler thoughts. But you know, before we get there. Leech, you've made multiple appearances on this podcast, so at this point, I'm fairly certain the audience is familiar with you and your relationship to the MCU. So I thought it would be fun uh, here at the top to get your thoughts, if any, on some of the new entries in the MCU. So whether that be the Hawkeye trailer release, uh, Shang-Chi, or confirmation of Black Widow and What If getting an assembled documentary, um, has any of those been standing out to you lately? Well, um, I actually didn't know about Black Widow and What If getting a symbol documentary, so that's news. <laughs> but it's to be expected. Like they're really good with the format of mm-hmm. you know it comes yeah. out, we have the assembled. Like it's just why not make the content? It's there. It's just free content. Put it together. Um, so I'm I am excited about that. Now that I know about it, uh, Hawkeye was pretty much Hawkeye diehard, and I'm really just. <laughs> I, we needed that. We needed another Die Hard without it just being a remake of Die Hard. So I'm here for it. I'm totally mm-hmm. here for it. Plus, any holiday-themed entries into the MCU is always a welcome. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. But yeah, it is Die Hard, isn't it? It's absolutely Die Hard. It's yeah. re- rewatch the trailer and just think Die Hard. And it's totally, it's like, it's perfect. It's great. We all know what they're doing. The wink is there. Yeah, That's okay. Uh, I love Die Hard. <laughs> it's a wonderful Christmas movie. Jude, this is definitely something I'll bring up once we get into the spoiler zone, but I didn't think about this until just now. There is more and more evidence for us as podcasters being psychic because we just talked about uh, Happy Hogan being John McClane and then the week later (laughs) that comes out. And then, like I said, in the spoiler zone, there's two more things that happen. And so what more proof? Kevin Feige, super fan. That's right. (laughs) I will say Shang-Chi was... It was a welcome origin movie, I guess. I think I've been missing that because we've just been dealing with people we've known and we care about. But it was really nice to see a new face mm-hmm. for the first time in a while. I'm, I know we have some new characters in Loki and, you know, we had new characters in WandaVision. But just like I needed that origin story format and I was just really excited. I was so excited watching that movie. Yeah, I think that's one of the things why I liked it more uh, i gotta be careful but it was gonna say more than black widow mm-hmm. um and i always want to i want to be careful just because i i really really loved black widow um but be, like you said having that new character and that freshness 
it was just awesome to see. You know, this is something that I, I, I wanted to tease, uh, and I can segue with this. You talked about that feeling of wanting to be careful with Black Widow uh, because you love that as well, but Shang-Chi felt different. You know, that was something I brought up in our Quick Reactions episode, and wouldn't you know it, I I got to guest on There Was an Idea, uh, Tara's podcast, and we brought that up in our discussion of Shang-Chi, and she found a way to frame that beautifully where she separated what Black Widow is and the excitement in Shang-Chi while giving both of them the respect they deserve. And so all that to tease, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you should definitely do it because it was so much fun getting to do a deep dive with her on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which of course we will uh, link in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm right there with y'all with uh, just kind of non-spoiler thought. For as much as origin movies get a bad rep within the superhero universe, the thing I think may not get sung enough for MCU, they've gotten really good at it. Like they've done so many origin stories at this point that they've they've got it down pat. And it's really fun to see how they continue to serve what they're good at while keeping it innovative moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. That's always uh always good to get a, a good sample of what's going on in the MCU. But of course, since you downloaded this episode, you know we are going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 7 of What If, which is entitled, What If Thor Were an Only Child? So, the way we're going to do this is we have some pre-spoiler thoughts where we'll talk about the episode without getting into any spoilers, but you'll hear an audio cue which will take us into the spoiler zone. So before we get there, Leech, if we can start with you, what are your pre-spoiler thoughts for this episode? So, can I just discuss the title here in this area? Sure. He's he has a sister. I'm really confused. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was I, just kind of stuck on that. It kind of ruined the whole intro for me because I'm just like, what? <laughs> I try not to see anything until I sit down and watch, and I try to just click through, and I don't even see the title. Title, but of course you see the title as the stream's loading, and I'm just like, okay, I read it, and that. Wait, what are we talking about here? Where's his sister? Well, they haven't acknowledged Hella yet. <laughs> I guess that's that within the timeline that they're playing with. Yeah, man, you've just turned this episode. <laughs> upside down for me i did not think about that whatsoever when we get a little further in i will explain additional information on that but i can i have some more thoughts on that for sure what about you jude what uh what are your pre-spoiler thoughts for this episode you know i'm gonna i'm gonna add to what leech just said i mean part of the the title i was just like what's wrong with only child (laughs) (laughs) What's what's wrong with them um the grudge i guess uh but i i'm not gonna sugarcoat it i didn't like this episode mm-hmm. yeah like i it just didn't work for me and i can't elaborate in pre-spoiler <laughs> thoughts <laughs> unfortunately mm-hmm. so yeah uh trey i know you've been dying all day to gush on this episode <laughs> so what are your pre-spoiler thoughts Pre-spoiler thoughts. So uh, we've been sharing our pre-spoiler thoughts on social media. uh, Day of, if not the day after the episode releases. So starting with what I shared there, I think this is the funniest episode of the season so far. And 100% the silliness that I'm looking for 
after the season that we have gotten so far. Um, you know, one of the things that was standing out to me when I did my rewatch today is, Jude, you've kept mentioning throughout every episode how there are moments that it's like, this is a cartoon. I I, I see now that it, it it's a cartoon, whether that be non-pejorative or pejorative in some senses where it gets a little too silly. You know, this episode, I think, is it wearing that cartoon nature fully on its sleeve. Um And so because of that, I think I appreciated that it lived up to its premise by just leaning so hard into it. And I thought more about it, you know, and actually, I think this was a discussion with friend Daniel. If the choices that have been given based off the sample of episodes we've gotten so far is this level of silliness or the too serious that we've gotten some of the the Doctor Strange stuff or the, the episode before with last week, I much prefer this but I still prefer something else. And so it's like, I enjoy this, but it's, 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 it's interesting. And, you know, I, I don't think I can say much more until we get into the spoiler zone, but yeah, that's where, that's where I'm landing at this one. I'm, I'm trying to meet the episode halfway. And if that halfway point is this stuff, I'm in. Interesting. Okay. Uh, cause I think, and this is still, I think pre spoiler stuff and only just cause we mentioned it in the last episode. Leech, what did you think of the last episode? Oh, um, the that was the Doctor Strange one, right? No, mm-hmm. not the Doctor Strange. Oh, I, well, I don't know. Oh, Did you see the Killmonger one yet? Killmonger one, yes. Okay, sorry. I think I just wanted to kind of glaze over that one. Truth be told, so <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so because we mentioned it in the last that Killmonger one had seven stars, and just I'm sticking with the IMDb rating, mm-hmm. and this one had six point seven stars. Doctor Strange, nine. Zombies, eight. God, as much as I like the Doctor Strange, I would flip those two in terms of stars. Uh, eight for Strange, uh, nine for Zombies? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. And Okay, no, that's right. And Captain Carter, 7.1 stars. So this is the lowest rated one of the season so far? Oh, on IMDb, yeah. Wow. When did you start your account? I'm kidding. well it really feels like we're tiptoeing around spoilers so i think this might be the time to play the audio cue so like we said you're going to hear that and on the other side it'll be fair game for all spoilers in the mcu except for shang chi so we'll see you on the other side and we're back so We're going to break this down into three acts of this episode, and Act 1 is going to take us from the beginning, where we open up with Jane and Darcy observing the anomalies in the sky, uh, all the way through the night of partying that Thor brings to Vegas just before Jane wakes up the next morning. So, starting with you, Leech, where would you like to start within this act? Let's start at the beginning, because I've got questions. Go for it. Where's Eric? Hmm... I think he was mentioned by name briefly. Yes, it was just in passing. Really? Okay. Because I was caught off guard. That but that he... was that wasn't at the beginning though. That was later. Okay, was it? It was whenever she tries to do the setup to get Heimdall's attention. She's like, "Oh, thank you so much, Eric," and then hangs up. But he never gets like a a, a voiced role. Oh, right. okay, okay. I just I'm trying to think of you know what decisions <laughs> you know. Okay, Odin didn't take Loki. Was Loki even part of any like you know Midgard lore at all? Hmm. If you know, because they've been around, because uh, 
when Jane was spouting off, you know, different names, oh, it's just like, you know, you know, back in the day and stuff and spouting mm-hmm. off names. I don't remember hearing Loki. So I was just kind of wondering, like, is there, like, did Eric resonate with Loki for whatever reason? I mean, we've seen him in his underwear, like, possibly. <laughs> so is that why he, you know, didn't pursue astrophysics? Like, I don't know. I was starting to go down that road within the first, like, minute. So I was very confused by that. But yeah, I'll have to rewatch and catch that phone call again. Yeah, and it's super brief. Oh, yeah. Blink and you miss it kind of stuff. But it makes Mm -hmm. me wonder because, you know, like I've given up on the hope of this, these these later episodes giving us that moment things changed. It seems as we've gotten further into this back half, we are entering universes that have just completely changed because... uh, like Odin doesn't go to his Odin sleep until the second movie, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And so we have Thor entering earth earlier than that event, which happens later. So it it feels like the timelines all over the place. And I think trying to create a one-to-one from the prime timelines is just a lost game at this point. I think I'm also really stuck on that a decision was made and then everything resonates around that. But it's like, something else could have happened that made Odin make that decision. Like it wasn't, he flipped a coin and, you know, it landed on the one or the other. It could have been something else that happened. So I feel like, yeah, that could have resonated with the whole universe and it couldn't have any direct correlation with what happens elsewhere. It just, it's what we're following. Well, I mean, we're doing what if, like if you want to see something completely different, Odin returning Loki. Mm-hmm. And then let's follow that path. Right. I, I want to see that side of things. That would be fantastic. Um, but we didn't get the fantastic. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I admit like, like we had the group, the group chat thing and, you know, friend Daniel was all like, you're a party pooper. I'm like, <laughs> I, I guess I am like I'm a party pooper. I admit it. Well, you know, since you brought that up, I want to say I tease us being psychic Last week, after we were wrapping up the third act of What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark, and I ended it by saying, like, I came into this episode saying, I don't want to be a party pooper. I don't want to be a party pooper. And lo and behold, that was a a straight up (laughs) phrase that they used in this one. On top of that, two weeks ago, when we were discussing with Nick Sandy about what our superpower would be, I mentioned I wanted a cup that never emptied. And they brought that back again here in this episode. <laughs> so there, whenever those two things happened to this episode, it was just a pure delight. Yes. And so, you know, if I can speak a little bit more to what you two were talking about with um, Odin bringing Loki back to his original family and wanting to follow along that path line, I appreciated that this episode even though it didn't give us a a, like a defining moment it gave us that overview of the watcher narrating on top of those illustrations of almost like a storybook retelling of the relationship between thor and loki Mm -hmm. and that i think set it up for me because it was examining the formula of what these movies were like we know how much that relationship is important and so this is leaning into like okay what happens if you remove the the formula, like if you just completely change it. And I mentioned mm-hmm. in the pre-spoiler thought, you know, I if we're if I'm given the choice between what's been given so far, the too serious or the silliness, I'd rather this, but still want something more. This like, even though I like this episode and the ridiculousness of it, it feels like every answer to their what if question is things would just be worse. 
And so if that's like the answer that we keep coming back to, if you change this or you change that and things are getting worse, it feels like the episodes are already fighting an uphill battle. So I'm with you too, where like, yes, that would have been great to see what happened to Loki when he is a return to his original family. But when this episode has things like the the choir of women vocalizing as Odin goes to sleep or Thor like <laughs> turning in slow motion and his hair is all fluttery or even that wonderful moment where they um, they kind of like do a reverse where Thor and the warriors arrive in Vegas and it's all dramatic and his voice is deep and he said, we're here to party. And it's just like immediately <laughs> like this is the MCU taking that impulse to undercut moments with comedy and turning it to 11 and being unapologetic for it. And so I can see how, again, because like I said, I want something more, but I see what they're going for. And I was just buckled in for like, okay, let's have some fun and just laugh at it. Because that's, I think, what this episode has done uh, with this opening act. Yeah, I just changed my mind. This this episode's fantastic because it got... <laughs> us the trey thor voice saying i'm here to party <laughs> like, like that's that's my new ringtone <laughs> another <laughs> right and that'll be my text message uh, <laughs> oh that's you know. fantastic. but you're right like like it is this that 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 element dialed up to 11 and it, how, how do i want to explain this I've seen, like, like and I guess so. Here's where I come from, and and it's so weird for me to be saying this because I had a friend a conversation with my friend Sean, where he was kind of, he's in the same boat as you. Like, I want something vastly different, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm kind of been in the boat of like, no, I want to see the original content and see where that change goes. And and that's what I was agreeing with the leech of like you went they they went in the, the the uninteresting way to me like like you're giving me what I want and then you go off in the inner direction, um, and so that's why I found it interesting. I haven't talked to Sean yet, but that's what I found it interesting that you liked this episode so much because it felt like it didn't feel like it was a drastic difference. Really? Um, well, I I mean, in, not in the not in the context of like like you were wanting. Does that make sense? Um, I well, it's drastic for me, but I see the like I don't agree with it, but I see what you mean. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like because yeah. like because it was like it it it's it's kind of like what I was saying. Like if the answer to what if is things are just worse and we get this incredibly obnoxious Thor, you know, I'm I'm thankful that it is different and it's a one off and that we got the humble Thor in the prime timeline. Like it's making me retroactively grateful for the first two Thor movies that even if those were somewhat of a less than stellar entry in the MCU, at least we saw the progress of Thor becoming a better person. Whereas this was he just never learned a thing. See, I don't know. Okay, I I realize I'm about to jump through the timeline. I don't know if that's if because that's not the way I took the ending. Like at the ending, he asks Jane on a date, and he's like apologizing, and then he gets all serious because Ultron showed up. And so, it, for, to me, it just felt like the writers were like, "Hey, I just want to see Thor party for a little bit, and then we're going to go back to what we all know as Thor." You know, I guess I guess the way to put it is like I've seen you know old school, and I've watched Dazed and Confused. I've seen <laughs> Super Bad, and I just didn't need 
to see it animated with Thor. What if what if the watcher just needed some eye bleach and he just went somewhere <laughs> and was like, after all of that, I've seen so many people die and I just need a fun romp. Can I find one universe that they're just not murdering each other? And he found it and then he didn't. So yeah, is that why he's so surprised when Ultron shows up at the end? <laughs> yeah, he was just hanging out with his popcorn, just like trying to like relax. Leech, you have just recontextualized <laughs> the Watcher for me because it is now my personal headcanon that the watch, the what if to the Watcher is the interdimensional cable for Rick and Morty. Like, Absolutely, <laughs> this is what that is. <laughs> That's exactly what this is, and we're like. We're like the person who doesn't know what's going on sitting next to them on the couch and they're just like, oh yeah, and then watch, watch as this happens. And then, you know, in the first episode, you know, that right there, right there's that moment. And then we're just slowly getting into the series with them. Yeah. I honestly think that there's something more to the Watcher. Like there's, this isn't just a narrator situation. I feel like there have been already instances of wanting to intervene and having conversations about intervening. And now we're kind of breaking character in this episode again. So, well, you know what? I'd really hope to see him intervene, but let's just go ahead and get the live action Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And any excuse to get Jeffrey Wright is always right. Like it, warranted. I'll take it. You know what? I'll, I'll I'll say this to to play in that space where it's like, oh, you know, I've seen this trope before. I've seen that trope before. The closest I come to feeling that is I didn't have a way to articulate it, but I think bouncing off of this, it makes sense. Yes, this episode's silly and it feels like it's it feels like it's its own robot chicken episode of itself. That's a good way to put it. And I, I got stuck on this question and and I don't even know if it's if worth getting too much into it. But is it the, does it ring the same if the person making it is the person they're also spoofing? Like, does that make sense? I don't think I followed you on that. Mm-mm. So, like, for example, they're spoofing Marvel Studios stuff. Marvel Studios is the one who made this "quote unquote" robot chicken of itself. If that goes, if that if- you just like meta the meta, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if you can see me now, it's that GIF of what is it, Zach Galifianakis or whatever his name is. With the beautiful mind stuff uh-huh. going on, I'm trying to like follow you. <laughs> well, I'm finally living up to my Charlie day with all his pins on the chalkboard. <laughs> okay, so so you're saying that they're intentionally making fun of themselves, right? And so if, if I'm going to go into that space with you, where like it's just like like oh I've seen this before, like it's not as charming. It's like is it fair that they get to do that themselves? Hmm. I don't think we have the power in this relationship at all. So we just need to take it for what we got. Like, Yeah. Which, and we don't have to go. That's why I say it. I, I was just going to try and play yeah. that space. We can, we can drop it. But I think, I think this episode actually like really, really, really works considering the whole episode in that like false sense of security. Like, Oh, this is going to be, you know, one of these days kind of episodes. And then all of a sudden we have a twist. So like, I think ultimately if I had to choose a side, I think this episode totally works. See, I, I was, I brought this up. I'm wondering, do y'all think the reception of this episode would have been better and the reception of the Killmonger episode would have been better if those two were flipped? No, 
Because we talked about having like three kind of darker in a row than this way over the top silliness. I would have been really irritated if I got the Killmonger episode after this because I want to know more after this episode. And if we move on to something cool after this, then I think I could live with that. But if we moved on to um, a redoing of Black Panther, I would have been very irritated. Okay. Yeah, I don't think the sequencing of these two episodes, one, because like, yes, I agree. Doctor Strange episode was really heavy. To me, zombies was a break because even though the wrapper of a zombie apocalypse is heavy, they were pretty silly throughout of it. So it like it never felt overbearing for me. And the Killmonger one just structurally didn't work for me because it was like it was like just because we talked about it the moment that it did away with Tony, it went away from what makes that what if question special because you lost that core element of their question. Um, so no, I, I, to me personally, I don't think the sequencing had any aspect to the reception. I will say this, if this episode was earlier in the season, I don't know if I would have felt the same way because this felt like a, like it felt like a relief after being up and down throughout the season like mm-hmm. like it was like okay here's here's the lifesaver to get me through the next two episodes i think too i watch it to watch the watcher because i feel <laughs> like who's meta that's <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's who we're supposed to follow and i feel like in the order that we see you know these episodes you see the and i could be totally wrong as i usually am but i feel like we see that character develop a bit with like empathy and whatnot like he's following this like cute romp between you know thor and jane like you know maybe he has a heart after all kind of thing like i don't know i don't know what's happening but i feel like the episodes couldn't be out of the order they currently in because of that yeah i i think the watcher definitely is a through line whether or not the episodes dive too far into it he definitely is a through line so i think you're correct and you need that sequencing um mm-hmm. Even just from a visual standpoint, he was a silhouette to begin with, yeah. and now we see his face. Well, and again, I love your idea of that following the Watcher, the Watcher has some element of choice. Oh, yeah. Have you sat down and watched them all, like, back-to-back recently? I have not. No. Or at all? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very evident when you do that. Yeah. It, it sticks out a lot more. Hmm. It's an emotional roller coaster of the episodes, but it it sticks out a lot more and it's very interesting. So I I challenge people, you know, with all the free time everyone has, yeah, to to do that and I think I'm going to do it again for the finale. Nice. You have to let us know how that goes and how that changes any perceptions of the episode. For sure. Yeah, that's definitely No, I'm I might I'm I'm going to take you up on your challenge. Um because I would like to see that perspective of because I, I really like that idea of the watcher of like, oh, gosh, those three universes are crappy. Now, let me go, you know, <laughs> which one has the unicorns and kittens? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Change the channel, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, yeah. Like, so. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to accept your challenge. Awesome. Challenge accepted. Fantastic. Well, unless there's any more to say, I think that might wrap up act one. So uh, we're going to switch into Act 2, which this will take us from Jane being confronted by S.H.I.E.L.D. as a questioner about apprehending Thor all the way until the scene where Captain Marvel has returned back to the S.H.I.E.L.D. base and is explaining why 
she wasn't successful in stomping Thor and his raging party. So starting with you, Jude, uh, where would you like to start in this? Mm. So Hawkeye comes out November. I'm kidding. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, uh, I want to start here. When I I was really impressed uh, with the cast on this one. Yeah. I mean, because they got everybody back. And I don't think I recognized everyone's voices right away uh, as much as I did on the second watch. Um, but, but getting uh, Col- Colby Smulders, is that right? Yes. Uh, yeah, back from Maria Hill. I should know how to pronounce her name. I'd seen all the How I Met Your Mother episodes. Uh, but yeah, like it's uh, that was something that I really did enjoy uh, was the voice acting in this one. Mm-hmm. You know, Kat Dennings, what she did, uh, Natalie Portman, you know, all of them. Yeah, I, I was genuinely shocked once they started speaking. And I. Kat Dennings, I think, made the most sense just because we already know she was working with WandaVision, and so that relationship is still active. Natalie Portman, like, I know Thor, Love and Thunder, you know, she's coming back, but there still feels like this, like, working that relationship back to good, given the fallout from Thor, The Dark World. So things mm-hmm. must be really well to come in and do this what if as well. Uh, so that that was genuinely exciting. Uh, to see when she started speaking. Yeah, yeah. Did you know going in, Leech, about the the voice actors who would be returning in this one? Oh no, I don't. I don't look at any of that at all. So it was, it's really fun guessing. It's like either that person's really, really, really good at you know imitating the voice, or that's them. And then I just kind of just try to enjoy the illusion either way. Now I do like also speaking of this section that they brought in Carol Danvers and you know Captain Marvel. You know, if you were, it's it was very. It sounds. I don't know if I'm gonna say this right. It was very female heavy, and that was something that I, I was appreciative of. Uh, with Maria Hill, um, Friga, and uh, although I really wish they would have brought Renee Russo back for Friga's voice, mm-hmm. um, and you know Danvers, um, and so I I really did enjoy that aspect. Of, of the episode um it just find it interesting that that they decided to really embrace and lean into the the white male privilege that is thor in this episode um and he gets to run around and do things without any real ramifications and it just and i think that's the biggest struggle i'm having as i'm as i'm watching this and this just isn't working for me mm-hmm. you know I mentioned uh, in that last act that, you know, the answer to what if question is that things get worse and this is a Thor that is incredibly obnoxious. So I I 100% see what you're talking about, that this is like, oh, Thor getting to enact that male privilege and going around with no consequences. The, The only counter I have to that, and this has varying degrees of effectiveness depending on the person is i think what this episode is trying to do is like hey we're gonna make thor the most obnoxious person in the world and we will point and laugh at it and show why he's in the wrong and i think it's evident by a scene that happens in the final act but it's where he's fighting with captain marvel and he's like hey come on smile more so it's like it's marvel taking a shot at all those people who had the bad faith argument about Brie Larson, like not smiling enough in the MCU and, and using that as a reason to attack her and showing 
how ridiculous that sounds coming from a person like Thor, who is this terrible person. The question is, you know, I, I, I've mentioned before, there's this joke online that I've seen where it's somebody who says something like, oh, joke's on you. I was only pretending to be annoying. At the end of the day, you were still being annoying. So whether or not it makes that point, it still is Thor going around mm-hmm. being bad. Yeah. So, well, and if that's the point they're going for, mm-hmm. it just, they didn't make it well. <laughs> yeah. It didn't land. If you think about it, though, compared to the Star-Lord episode, you know, you've got T'Challa over there, like, he's earned that respect, and the posse, and the drinks, and the partying, and then we have this, and it's kind of like a big contrast side by side. It's like, apparently, like, we don't know exactly what happened, but plenty of good, and then, you know, has done absolutely nothing, and so I wonder if that contrast was supposed to be highlighted at all maybe so and you know that that i think you bring up a good point about that whole not earning it because i think one of the things that i do love about this episode is like there's the cameos are abound like there's so many people that show up during during their partying and it's where i see the thin veils of an episode start to fall apart because you're right like there's no real line of believability of how everybody we've ever seen in the MCU has now joined here on earth. Um, and so it's like, I've, I've tried to stop making sense of it and just like, okay. And just laugh mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. So, and, but I mean, you're giving me food for thought because I, I said going into this episode, whether it was on social media or just among friend chats, this episode is up there with that T'Challa episode um, as my favorites of the season so far, uh, mm-hmm. which I should also point out, I will never forgive this show for making my two favorite episodes are the ones that feature Howard the Duck. So, (laughs) again. And Mrs. Howard the Duck, too. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I mean, how how does there, how is there that big of a party and like Stark doesn't show up? Well, do we really want to see him die one more time, as is the inclination of this showrunner? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i'm just saying like at this at this point right stark i'm assuming still alive and and a partier so mm-hmm. unless it's simultaneously going on as killmonger's doing his thing <laughs> well that makes sense you have all the fun in this episode and all the serious in that one <laughs> and somewhere in between is a happy medium <laughs> so, now um, i do leech we were talking earlier you made an interesting point of um and i'm, and I'm wondering how much of this is impacting the viewing of this. And and also when I say that, I'm also like considering the IMDB, you know, being rated the lowest and stuff. Um, it does break off of the first Thor movie, which is not the worst in the MCU, but it's definitely not well received either. I think it's honestly just the wig. That's why <laughs> yeah. I hate that movie so much. And the eyebrows. It's just bad. But yeah, it did. It did mirror a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, and, and it had very, you know, um, Ragnarok style Thor. And I don't know. It, it just, it, it, it was a weird mix. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Like, whenever we talked about the Nick Fury episode, that was something that we said where it, that episode felt like what if phase one was as connected as the later phases of the MCU? This definitely felt like a, a partial what if Thor was 
as not beholden to the melodrama and the Shakespearean stuff that the first two movies did and just let it cut loose like the the Ragnarok entry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I totally see what, what you're pointing out there, dude. But, you know, we've mentioned so far uh, throughout the entirety of this episode, there has been a peppering of people from all over the MCU. Leech, were there any that stood out to you? Um, Valkyrie. Really? I didn't catch that one. Where was that? Twice. Uh, there are a couple um, points where I saw her and she had the full, not the full, full getup, mm-hmm. but her um, nowhere getup. Mm-hmm. Not nowhere. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I think where the collector was. Not the collector. Mm-hmm. Grandmaster. Um, Grandmaster. I, I needed more Jeff Goldblum in this episode, too. 100. Everything needs more Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't she standing next to Korg? There were, yeah, there were a couple, I want to say two or three flashes of her, but I thought that was interesting just because if we only saw her, then that means the events of Hela had to be true. So therefore, where's Hela? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You still are blowing my mind with that. I just did not consider that whatsoever. (laughs) Just like, I don't even know. It's just kind of like, okay, like, let's just, you know, crap on girls this whole episode. Like, whatever. Like, oh, Captain Marvel. Oh, I thought I was expecting a man. Like, we're just going to just completely forget Hela because, you know. Ugh. By the way, I looked it up. Sakar is the name Sakar, yeah. of that. Yeah. Planet. And you know what? That, that's another thing. Like, that would have been a really cool what if, right? Like, what if, what if Hela and Odin didn't stop? Oh my gosh. I mean, I guess that would have been dark, but, you know, given Hella, but it's just, I don't know. The, I, I feel like the thing. What if Hella wasn't locked away and and Loki was adopted <laughs> and then there was yeah, no Thor? Like, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like the options that they had was, well, maybe, I mean, the options they have had to do with Thor and that, that franchise, they just, I don't think they just had a good choice in the direction they they went with it. Because um, to me, there were so many more interesting things you could do. I'm really, like, I'm really holding out for this isn't a one and done. This is There's going to be at least two seasons. I think there's an overarching story happening here. I think something's going to, like, have this small connecting thread between all these outside of The Watcher. So, like... I'm really trying to remain optimistic and not like completely tear it apart because mm-hmm. we are just getting these brief glimpses. And as much as I want to like, you know, Captain Carter did one thing that butterfly affected and spiraled out. Like I want to lean on that format and that formula so bad. And, and now we're here <laughs> and that's just, that's not what we're doing. I, I do have something to transit transition us. Cause like you said, not, so we're not just, beating on it the whole time but another one of the pre-spoiler thoughts that i mentioned is that this is the exact level of silliness that i'm looking for in this format i think i i 100 see what you two are saying about like of the choices we're given within a thor franchise is thor throwing a party what i want to see no but if this show is 30 minutes and it's not cohesive i don't know what you can pull off that will be satisfying that's not just silly and that's me seven episodes into it and dr strange episode i think is the one that got the closest to it and even then it's still like the closest to doing something heavier and being successful and even still it's just like 
it's not satisfying to me in these bite-sized chunks. So I don't have faith in this series to do anything serious. So that's why it's like, all right, Party Thor, let's go for it. Because <laughs> like even like I knew Party Thor was a thing because of Funko Pops. So I knew this would be an episode at some point, And I just remember seeing that and thinking like, oh, okay. Like, I, I don't know. So are you saying that, hmm, how, how, thinking about what you said, are you saying that like it doesn't, well, I guess I'm trying to think on the serious side because I like, I really enjoyed the zombies episode mm-hmm. and I didn't think of it as serious. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way of Doctor Strange or the same way I thought Killmonger was. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the Captain Carter episode was serious, too serious, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, they even some of the voice acting that felt off, I think, was trying to be time appropriate. Like, I feel like it can be done. They, they can have a nice balance because I think they did it. You know, I, I feel like in some ways they just didn't know what to do with Thor, you know, because, I mean, you had you have Thor from Thor one. You have Dark World Thor. Then you have the Ragnarok Thor, which everybody loves Ragnarok and they should. But it's like. It's like now Thor is pigeonholed into this big goofball because of that one movie, and and I and I just don't think that that um, they know how to handle that character without just relying on what Ragnarok did, you know. Because like in other words, I think there was options and 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 things that they could have done, you know. So I don't I don't know. I mean, it also could be like. If you watched everything in timeline order and you got to this point, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember when Thor was so happy in Ragnarok. Because <laughs> that's not the case in current time, in present time. He's pretty damaged. And I don't know if people want to keep going down that road. Like, I think there might be a new t- chapter of him, like, healing but we're not going to go through that in what if. If anything, we're going to lean on the nonsense. You know what I would have loved to have seen out of a Thor episode? I'm thinking like Parks and Rec style at the new at, at where the new settlement in after the end of Endgame. Yeah. Like that would have been that I would have enjoyed. Mm-hmm. New Asgard. Yeah, just new Asgard, but Parks and Rec style. You know, city ordinances and putting up a slide. <laughs> and we've seen this this series already has a tendency to riff off genres. Like, it doesn't feel like that big of a stretch to, like, take that mockumentary style and, and apply it to something like that. Right. Because mm-hmm. they, they already kind of did that in the Zombies one. They had a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. I, but, I mean, I you bring that Valkyrie bring- and you, like, you do the full thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, I I mentioned bringing it back to a little bit more on the positive side. I think one of the things I did appreciate in this episode is the fight between Thor and Captain Marvel. Um, We've already seen glimpses of it in in the Zombies episode where you get to pit characters who've never crossed paths and who have never come in conflict before. So seeing Thor and Captain Marvel go at it was, I think, some of the most electrifying fight sequences we got in this season so far. And... It's the way they did it because there was this moment where they were kind of in the middle of the nowhere and they pull the music and you just hear the crunchiness of the blows going back and forth. And I thought that was done really well. And and again, mentioning it to feeling like a cartoon when they would literally like knock each other 
to a different country and you would see the names of the countries on the map like <laughs> that felt like animaniacs to me and so i was like <laughs> that like this is the goofiness that i see that that's the ceiling of this episode yeah no i really liked that fight i really liked the animation of it um you know it, it makes sense the two power sets to match them up um but yeah like you Man, I'm trying to stay positive even on the fight scene, but I can't. Because <laughs> even watching it, my thought was like, like my thought was like, okay, so somebody sat in a room and thought to themselves, huh, what do we need to do to get these two to fight? Oh, I know. Let's make Thor obnoxious, <laughs> and then they can fight. Like, so like as much as I enjoyed it and like the animation, like that's still like what ran through my mind as I'm watching it. Sorry, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the fight leech i was like who's gonna stop holding back first and then we hear captain marvel say i'm gonna you know punch a hole through the planet if i you know actually try so i can't <laughs> i can't you know be this you know i can't be myself because i don't want to you know destroy the world so that was just kind of cool little bit to hear because i was it was kind of just like they're both pulling their punches. Thor hasn't, you know, realized his true power yet or whatever, but still he's pretty tanky. And so that was just kind of fun to have that like, oh, okay, like, how's this going to go? Like Looney Tunes style, like who's going to, you know, bring out the Acme products and like, (laughs) how intense is this going to get? Is this going to turn into like some Dragon Ball Z stuff? Like, what is happening? It basically did. It really did. Yeah. It really did. I kind of wanted more though. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so funny you bring up the whole, like, Acme products. That's essentially what Thor does whenever he knocks her out and he puts Mjolnir on top of her. He's like, all right, I'm putting you in timeout. All right. <laughs> yeah. You know what Please I kept tell me honest- how. Go, Go ahead. You, you, you do your thing. Say, say your thought. I'll say mine first later. Okay. I honestly expected, uh, because it's what if, we don't have to be bound to the rules of the MCU. I kept thinking there was going to be a moment where she grabbed the hammer as it was oh, flying yeah. back. They kept framing it that way where it was like, okay, we've seen her get hit by it twice. She's like slowly waiting for it to come back. I thought that was the direction they were going to go for a second. So, That's okay, I have a Please question. explain to me why she couldn't pick it up. Thank you. Because Odin didn't put that parameter on the hammer yet. So she was just being trying to be chill and that's why she didn't move the hammer off of her because at that point odin didn't declare you know whoever shall be worthy can pick it up because he didn't have that moment yet so she he she so basically to not hurt his fragile mind is what you're saying yeah (laughs) his fragile masculinity (laughs) but i really think it was because she's like i i'm just gonna i'm just gonna shut up otherwise i'm gonna punch a hole in the universe so also, there are civilians everywhere. I'm going to give her that, too. Seems like she yeah. was the one keeping tabs on that versus him. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that was the original problem, right? I mean, they partied so hard on that other star, they ended up destroying it. And so, like, that was never a concern of his whenever he was here on Earth. He just wanted to have the most raging party of all time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I really was wanting her to pick up the hammer, though, just to be like, she could. But it didn't make sense, though, because of the context of the hammer. But I still wanted it to happen. Yeah, it felt so primed for it. It's two, two caps with hammers. That would have been amazing. <laughs> well, I think there's one more thing 
within this act that we got to touch on unless there's anything else. And it, it, it's probably brief. But, you know, for as much of a troubled history as we've seen with Thor and Loki and all the drama that surrounds that relationship of two brothers who just at the end of the day struggle to see eye to eye, it was actually pretty nice to see them have like the stereotypical brother shenanigans as they meet up after that misdirect of like, oh, they're bowing up to each other. And then Loki is just like, hey, brother from another mother. Like it was bizarre, (laughs) but I felt so happy seeing them just genuinely affectionate for each other. (laughs) And there's no way we would have gotten that feeling if it wasn't the, the right actors playing their characters. I feel like that just made it so it just was perfect. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's because we just got finished watching Loki, mm-hmm. but hearing Hiddleston's voice again, I was just like, I, I want more of this. <laughs> well, you know, that was what I mentioned in the episode. He appeared in episode three that he his voice acting is the first voice acting to so far outpace the animation because he's just an incredible actor and it translates to his voice work as well. Uh, it felt like this episode kept pace with it a little bit more but i'm glad you brought up the loki series because i personally don't know the timing of it all but it feels like maybe they were working on these co-currently this felt like him getting to really liven it up after the episodes we got in loki where he did cut up from time to time but that was so much more of a heavy episode so to imagine him like giving all of his performance and then like going to do this and have fun. It, it's it's a fun dynamic between those two shows. Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder, because I know the writer did say with the animation, the scripts had to be written two years ahead of time. And so, because like he didn't know about Nexus events and stuff. But uh, while that's written in that way, I'm wondering when they actually did the voice work in relation to. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm part of me, I'm thinking it was way... They did the voice work before. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that might only just because I I feel like they would have ad libbed maybe a little bit and changed and changed some of the stuff coming off of Ragnarok if that if that makes sense. Not Ragnarok, uh, Loki. Gotcha. Well, all right. Unless we got any more, I think we can go ahead and move into the final act. So this act's going to start where Jane and Darcy come up with their plan to contact Frigga in order to help rein in Thor all the way through the end of the episode. Uh, so starting with me this time, uh, you know, this is one of the things that I wanted to bring up. Uh, it's at that moment wherever Thor is on the bridge and he's pleading with everybody like, Hey, we got to clean up. You know, my mother's coming as fun as I was having leading up to this point. I could see this is where they were trying to have some semblance of a point of like, you know, the people who are enabling your bad behavior aren't exactly the people who are going to be there to, to like help you fix the problem that you have caused, but any semblance of a lesson, and, and again, I'm stretching thin to get to it, but any semblance of a lesson was gone the moment like Thor rises up and he uses that like deep voice to say, my mother is coming. And it was like, it was so weird how funny that is, but also like fell flat at the same time for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was wondering if that moment stood out to anybody else as well. I I noticed that Frigga in this seemed a lot more like, what's the word, aloof? Like just casual, go with the flow instead of like winky and I know things like she yeah. usually is. Yeah. <laughs> so winky I, and I know things is a wonderful description. 
And I feel like that took away a lot of like the weight of her coming because she was just like, okay, your dad's asleep. So I'm going to go party. You do your thing, but like also be good, but I'm really not going to check on you or have Heimdall like completely follow you. Like, let's just bye girls day mimosas, whatever. But that's not who I remember. And granted things could have changed this and that, but I feel like the weight was taken away from that because she was just so casual. If she was the Frigga that I know, you know, she would just, that would have been a lot more terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, clearly Heimdall wasn't terrified. I think he was just fed up. He's like, this, this, this man child is running around again. And I have to, I have to do this like little, you know, gotta go get Frigga. And then I gotta bring her like, I think he was just fed up. That's what I got from him. <laughs> <laughs> I got that they couldn't get Idris Elba back, and they didn't even want to try and replace his voice because you can't. <laughs> there, there is also that. <laughs> you just can't. Like, the most we got from him was, mm, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, did that, like, that moment, I guess, stuck out to me. But again, my lens of the of the episode was still just how much of a whiner they made him mm-hmm. and just you know just the whole like my mom's coming so y'all gotta stay and I'm the biggest and toughest so I'm gonna force you to do so mm-hmm. um and and you're right like there wasn't any real suspense or tension or like like oh no Frego's coming like it, it didn't you know um I think I was disappointed that, like, again, that he didn't get caught. Mm-hmm. He did like, get caught. Well, I mean, he did, but, like... No consequences. Not, yeah, I mean, there's not really any consequences, but it's also, it's like, I would rather a frigate just showed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And there's the mess. I don't know. Well, you know what? You jogged my memory of something I wanted to say in the pre-spoiler thoughts. And, again, it's this, this part of where... Like, oh, this didn't work for me. It was written in the lens of like, oh, I like so much more of the other stuff, but I don't know if that has come through up until this point. So I'll I'll say this. This may be a little bit too pejorative, but I feel like that's the space we're in anyway. You know how there's the Muppets and, you know, that original series and it, it is what it is and it's it's wholesome and wonderful. And then they had Muppet Babies. And it's just like, it takes that and makes it even more simplified kid version. That's what this mm-hmm. feels for the MCU prime timeline. This is like the Avengers uh, babies. Like yeah. you wouldn't see this happen in the prime timeline. You wouldn't see Thor like trying to hurry up and clean his room before his mother come home comes home. But that's what the framing of this episode turns out to be. Um and so I thought that was interesting that that's, that's how it ultimately decides to resolve everything. Mm-hmm. Except the original Muffin Babies cartoon was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm speaking more of the, the it way. It was. I remember being young and watching them and there was so much fun. I loved the Star Wars episode uh-huh. and Gonzolo and L- Kermit let me, Skyhopper. Let me clarify. I'm not speaking to the quality of those two shows within each other. Just the framing of like what you take and how you simplify it. Okay. So just, just for the, the record. Happy Meal toys from Muppet Babies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do Happy Meals still come with toys? I don't know. They do. Don't ask me how I, I know. My kids have outgrown the Happy Meals. <laughs> <laughs> we don't acknowledge fast food exists, so we're saved from that desire. That's good. Yeah. That's good. 
Yeah, so I, I get what you're saying about that, mm-hmm. right? But it's like you just compared one of my like childhood beloved shows to an episode I don't like. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, how could I? I was going to try and pull, okay, what about Rugrats to Rugrats all grown up? But that goes in the different direction. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah. Oof. I didn't watch, I watched some Rugrats, but not you as You don't well. watch all, watch oh, all grown up. That was, oh. Yeah. That was a terrible show. I didn't need to see any of that. I never <laughs> needed to see them grown up. <sighs> yeah. Well, I, if I knew we were going to be blazing through this one, but does anybody have any more before we move on to Stray Thoughts? Can I just like, can we just talk about Jane for a hot minute? Because yeah, like, let's do that. why does she not have any self-worth? Like oh at all? <laughs> Who knows? Like, is this supposed to be, like, five years previously or something? Because, like, if they're all, like, way younger, this would make more sense. Like, Avengers baby style. But, like, I'm assuming this all happens within the same couple of years as when they had their own character development. And this is just, like, it's okay. I had to call your mom on you. But, like, let's date. Like, just. uh. I know. Like, Child. I, that's where I was surprised that they actually had Natalie Portman. Like, <laughs> how did they get her to agree to that script? She was probably already doing Love and Thunder. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because when I started my notes at the beginning, all the way back to Act One, they have that moment where you see, like, oh, okay, she's still fawning over him a little bit. And then she talks to him and she seems pretty disgusted at first. So I thought. Mm-hmm okay, here's what they're doing. They're showing like how dumb it was that that relationship happened because there really wasn't any chemistry there whatsoever. And we saw the way that Jane Foster's character was treated all the way through Dark World. And so I thought that this was this episode's opportunity to sort of remedy that. And then it does in that way. And then it's like, yeah, that that's where it starts to lose me. And even to the point, like, I almost forgot to bring that up here in Act 3 where it, it is that love sequence. And then you have... Ultron vision coming through the portal with the watcher surprise like that was the episode coming back down to earth for me of like okay I, this is still what if as fun as it was like it's back to those impulses of ending on a cliffhanger ending on things that just aren't exactly resonating with me mm-hmm. I think the whole purpose is like Marvel Studios cast confusion like on everyone until that end just you you're supposed to feel disgruntled by this until the end. And then you're supposed to have that shock. Yeah. Well, again, for me, the best part of the episode is when Ultron showed up. (laughs) But was it because of the contrast though? Like, does your, you know, your chocolate taste better with red wine? Like, you know, does, you know, does, you know, the salt enhance the meat? Like, is it because of that? It was so much better. Or was it just that awesome standalone? Because I think it was both. Yeah, I think it was both. I mean, I, I think the contrast, definitely. Um, but it's like, again, the the what if of... I, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm not opposed to the, the, the tray, the, you know, the, the tray idea of way out there, you know, and let's get away from the canon. I just like to see the starting point be what we're familiar with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so you have that little bit of familiar familiarity and you go way out there. And so that's why it was like, I think it's both. You're right. Of like, Oh, this is 
good, you know, and, and, and I'm familiar with Ultron and I'm familiar with the stones. What would it be if the, if the Ultron had the infinity stones, you know, and like, wow. Okay. Let's, let's see what that entails. Do you um, think that they're the infinity stones from this universe? Based on what we know from Loki, they almost have to be. Because isn't that the point they made where the the stones don't work unless they're in their original universe? I think so. That's the way I took that. Mm-hmm. But again, no enchantment, no Hela. It's not like we're playing strict with the rules. We still had the gauntlet in this, the beginning of the episode, though. Oh, we yeah, did. that's a good point. We did. But apparently that was a dud, according to Hela. Yeah, but no Hela yeah. to confirm it in this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, who knows? The way this episode went, if it would have stayed any longer, Ultron might have like pulled up a margarita and those stones are actually Christmas lights. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's actually a Transformer, but he needs help fe- defeating the Decepticons. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, explosion happens. <laughs> I just, I really hope we get something out of that. I know all the other episodes have left off on like these major cliffhangers and mm-hmm. like this one was just mean if we don't get anything more. Yeah. I think that's just, that's just rude. <laughs> like you've had that image of him up on the, um, on the episode, the, the season, the series, um, banner, on Disney Plus, like that image has been there with mm-hmm. him standing there like that. So, yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> and I, I think that's where my disconnect is. Like seeing that moment is there's nothing, no evidence that we can point to throughout this series where they pay off something they left a cliffhanger on. The closest is the identical tentacles, but you know we're almost here at the end, and that's it. So it's like. It's like coming back to the other side of what if that I just I don't resonate with because I don't trust it to do anything with it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they prove me wrong. But that's mm-hmm. that's where like that fell apart for me at the end. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. You know what? Nor- we're about to move into stray thoughts, and I've pulled a lot of my stray thoughts. So I'll I want to start here and just say my stray thought. What we've been joking. I'm ready for Hawkeye. Like even like if this is like the best of what if, and this is the feeling, it's not a good season. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. But uh, but to do it properly, Leech, do you have any stray thoughts? Did we see the shield? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I think this is the first time we didn't see it, and it also wasn't mentioned. Yeah. So it's not canon. (laughs) (laughs) But Hawkeye is because we have Rogers the musical. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes, we do. You know, I just, I remember the first time Leech came, joined us on the pod and it was about fan theories and we were three of us so excited for what if and the possibilities. And the three of us are on this episode, like. Or at least Leech and I are on this episode like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like you got to accept the good with the bad when it comes to what if. Because it's oh, yeah. like, you know, what if I throw this ball up in the air? The best outcome is like I catch it. The worst <laughs> is it like stays stuck on the roof. So apparently we just had a stay stuck on the roof episode. And I have to be okay with that because I know that there's also potential for me to catch it. So yeah. 
I'm accept. I accept it. Mm-hmm. I accept it for no, what it is. Hundred percent right. Other stray thoughts, Trey? Um, I think I I pulled a lot of them. Oh, this one's small. It's hilarious to me that Clancy Brown came back to hit on the Statue of Liberty and play limbo with the power lines. Like, I can't believe they got Soul Tour for that. Um, what else? Uh, we mentioned the Grandmaster. Everything with him was fantastic. Uh, him being the DJ makes all the sense in the world. And then when he says, I'm keeping the scoot scoot, love that. Uh, the Rocket cameo, that was good, but I would have loved to have seen, seen him be a little bit more integral, but I get it. Mm-hmm. Um... What else? Oh, how about Fury just getting KO'd? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. He's still and, unconscious. Hey, <laughs> I was going to say, as rough <laughs> as that is, it speaks to the awesomeness of Nick Fury that he was just unconscious from an embodiment of rocks. I think mm-hmm. that would have killed a lesser man. <laughs> or, uh, or was that even him? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, well, it's what if we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Dude's like, close the book, close the chapter, we're moving on. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I saying. I think we like, closed it already. We're just <laughs> kicking a dead horse now. I'm just saying like, you know, yeah. Final, final straight thought. Uh, there's a moment where the fight between Thor and Captain Marvel winds down and Thor goes, you know what you are? You're a party pooper. And then you just hear this. Everyone goes silent and somebody in the background go, oh, like he was so excited about that diss. And that cracked me up. The wish thing got me really good. Like I was kind of given the TV a weird look, like what's going on here. And then the whole like with Captain Marvel incoming and Thor and Loki like, Oh man, make a wish, make a wish, make a wish. Like, oh man, that got me. I just, I think it's just Loki being there and, you know, yeah. we got all the people in their in the right voices and stuff that made it perfect. Well, you know, speaking of voice, that'll be my uh, last stray thought. Uh, Alexandra Daniels nailed it as Captain Marvel. I think she may be one of the few that wasn't OG voices and I thought she did a fantastic job as oh, yeah. Carol Danvers. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was good. Yeah. All right, well, uh, continuing the trend of the final bits of this episode, we're going to be reading... Wait, hang on. Go ahead. I have. I, before we do that, I have one question. Leech, I want to ask you, have you seen the new Visions, the Star Wars Visions? No. Any of it? No, not yet. What, okay. what, what is this? What, oh, what? it came out yesterday. There's nine episodes. Yesterday, as of when we recorded, uh, nine episodes has nothing to do with canon, Star Wars canon. And seven different anime studios did each episode. And they're all 14 minutes stand on their own. Oh. The first episode is amazing. Uh, I haven't seen the others yet. But uh, my thought watching that first episode is this is what What If should have been. You know, like in, in the sense of this, this, they intentionally up front. None of this connects to anything else of the Star Wars universe. And it's just like, oh, here's your Ronin samurai. It has a lightsaber. You know, I mean, like it has that 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 dressing on it. And it's like, oh, that's R two D two, but it's not. It's just a droid. You know, mm-hmm. and and I having seen that first episode, and and why I was asking is is because I feel like I wish that's what they would have done with what if. Either you're going to connect it to 
the 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 main timeline really or you're going to go and just say no we're going to embrace it and it's going to become something completely different and we might have the same voice actors playing the same parts but other than that forget all knowledge of the mcu if, if that makes sense mm-hmm. um and so yeah and that's and and so so yeah so disney did something with star wars better than marvel did with marvel for a first <laughs> i'm i'm throwing all you know i'm really on team i think none of this matters except the watcher mm-hmm. I, I don't think any of this is about what we're seeing i think it's it's about the watcher i i thought it was about the stones i was keeping track of that but then we deviated and now now i just i just think it's about the watcher if if anything at all I mean, this could just be like the the TVA intro video of like, this is what could happen if we don't do our jobs. Like, this is just an extended version of that. And it could be that. And then I'd be okay if I had that actual context. But mm-hmm. I think it that I think that's been the biggest challenge is not knowing how to treat it. Like, those poor people that make all those beautiful timelines, um, you know, trying to represent, you know, the whole entire timeline of the MCU. They're probably just like sitting there. With what if, like, does it go here? Nope, it goes here. Nope, okay, well, maybe this one goes here, but that doesn't actually make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to think that hard about it, and I can't bring myself to because I take it way too seriously. So that was my stray thought. (laughs) No, like, I'd rather be watching Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) No, not that I'd rather be watching. I just, like, the, the direction they took, um, is now after seeing these episodes, including the ones that I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. I, I wish that's the track they would have taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was more more through a a lens of a creative type or creator in general than just we have animated MCU that's scattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get I get what you're saying, and I'm totally gonna watch that now. I saw I saw an image of it. I just didn't know what it was, and now that I do. Oh, add yeah. to watch list. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, I just clicked add to watch list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Well, yeah, those are our stray thoughts. So that's going to bring us to the audience first take, which is where we've reached out onto social media, asked people what they thought about the episode, and we're going to read through some of those here. So starting with this one, we got this one on Instagram from newtype.nova, which reads, quote, I really enjoyed this one. It was fun and gave me those 80s gotta get everything cleaned up before my parents get home movie music montage vibes. That ending, though. That was his first response. He also went ahead and left another comment on our stories, which says, It was a lot of fun. I also think we got a glimpse at the series Big Bad. And so, yeah, I think uh, I think he was zoning in on some of... As you say, I hope they're right. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting if they, they finally pulled through something that... Mo- like with that much momentum into something moving forward. So yeah, here's yeah. hoping he's right for sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to see Ultron like that again. Uh, the second one, uh, loved it, Fran Daniel. It looks like uh, this one we have, love every minute of it, perfectly silly, so much fun. I want to party with Thor from TK on Insta. Yeah, I think it's, it's I've been aligned with what tk has been putting in from there was an idea on these reactions uh perfectly silly i think might be the best way to describe it for sure i felt so bad because there's the 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 group text the three of us have 
And she's like, I loved it so much. And you're like, I loved it so much. And I'm just like, I'm just not going to respond. Because <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad. Because well, I was like, you know, it's, I'm the party pooper. Okay. It was so funny because she texted and I knew you were watching it. So I was like waiting for you to finish because I, I know we generally have like tried not to say what we thought too much before we record. And then once I knew you weren't enjoying it, I was like, I'm definitely not going to color this palette. So I went ahead and responded to her. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we, we got one more of the audience first take to read. Uh, and I think despite the range of opinions we've had here, this might be more akin to, to the appropriate response. This one comes in from Mr. Melt Gaming on Twitter. And it says, I'm so confused. I loved it, but it was also so off the wall and I got caught off guard. So I think it was great. Yeah, it was fun. And Darcy marrying Howard was hilarious. <laughs> If you gave that to me going into the beginning of this season, I just, I wouldn't know where to begin, (laughs) but I think his confusion throughout the entirety of that review is the perfect summation for what, what if is giving us. I think it, it just comes down to like, are we just taking this, this whole thing way too seriously? But then you go back to like the last two episodes, like, no, they did it first. They started it. (laughs) Yeah. They started it. Uh, yeah, it's totally weird. It's so <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and you get the mixed messages. Like you hear people, you know, that oh, this is canon. Okay. Um, there's the excitement of Captain Carter. Um, you know, and even as it's promoted, it's like we're gonna have an episode for each movie. Um. <sighs> And so, yeah, was that it, ever confirmed though, or was that just something we we heard along the way? I believe I heard it from the super fan. <laughs> I could be wrong. That was a while ago. So, but yeah, I believe I heard it from the super fan. And again, plans change. That was so far out. You know, one time we were going to get an Inhumans movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has definitely been an interesting episode, but. The constant throughout it is the delightfulness that is you joining us, Leech. So I want to say thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you. And of course, if you want to keep up with what Leech is up to these days, you can always follow them on Twitter at XOLeecho, which will definitely be linked in the show notes as well. As for us, if you want to hear more of what we're up to, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at MCU Need to Know. We've been working hard to put up some bonus content, uh, as well as getting our pre-spoiler thoughts up and accessible before we drop our episode on Mondays. And something we've been failing to promote as well, uh, our episode titles are voted on by people who are following us on social media. So if you want to see the quotes that we end up pulling and then get to vote on which one becomes our episode title make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Um, And also go ahead and join the Discord where you can chat with us and a community of people who love the MCU and just be honest, pop culture in general. Um, (laughs) When you see everything, all the topics available to talk about, uh, when you get there, make sure you do click on the roll assign and the eye emoji so you can have access to all the spoiler channels. Uh, Also, we'd appreciate it if you give us a rating and review. Uh, the feedback is super helpful and welcome and the, be sure to share with a friend. Yeah. We'd also like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work on a SoundCloud, which is linked in the show notes as well. 
All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. Leech and Jude, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Leech. Thank you both. We'll see you all next week. Boom, that's an episode. Nice. Oh my god, the Mario memes. <laughs> Sorry, I just checked Reddit. Oh, it's dank. Did you hear about that, Jude? No. <gasps> can, I, can I do it? Can I tell him, please? Yeah, go ahead. Please, go ahead please. Okay, 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 okay. So there was a Nintendo Direct today. I'm assuming you're familiar with that. Okay. Um, so there was also an announcement that there's going to be a new movie coming out next year. It's going to be a Mario movie. And the cast is going to be Mario is going to be played by Chris Pratt. We have oh. Luigi, who will be played by Charlie Day. Wow. We have Bowser, who will be played by Jack Black, along with Toad, played by Keegan-Michael Key. But let's not forget Donkey Kong, played by <laughs> Seth Rogen. Oh my gosh. Directed by James Gunn, right? <laughs> oh, man. With an R rating? Oh, man. Oh, oh and, and you forgot. Um, is it Anna Taylor-Joy? Will be Peach. That's right. Will be Peach. That one, like, made sense to me. So it wasn't as, like, inflammatory or whatever. Like, it was like, yeah, I should probably kill that. That'd be great. But I don't oh. know how I feel about that. I tweeted out that if Chris Pratt gets to voice Mario, it's only fair that I get to make all the sound effects for the warp pipes throughout the entirety of the movie. Like, that makes just as much sense to me <laughs> Wait, as Chris is, Pratt. Okay, is this movie animated? Animated. Okay, in my head, I'm, like, picturing him live action. <laughs> no, it's live action. Let him believe. You know what my... my? <laughs> I'm picturing, like, Jack Black in, like, some weird costume. <laughs> he just... All he would have on is a Bowser backpack, and that's it. <laughs> He'd be, like, oh, in, like, exactly. swim trunks and, like, a wet t-shirt and, like, a Bowser backpack from Hot Topic. That's... You know, you know what, Leech? If it doesn't happen in the movie, 100% will happen in his TikTok. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know what my actual theory of what this movie will be? Take Jumanji, where you get these actors who play... Like the real world people are played by different people, but they play the character avatars. So like the rock is in the video game. I'm thinking it's kind of the reverse where they're all playing Mario Party and the p characters they pick are the characters they end up voicing in the animation. <laughs> like that's the only thing that makes sense to me. That would be amazing. Could I see that as like a friend group yeah. situation? Let me see. Mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, I could see it. So Nintendo hire me to save your movie. Thank you. Um... I could see that format, and it's just because it's worked before, and I hate that it does work, but it totally works. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! I would or love even even the Lego Movie format where it's that, but like reverse, like you mm -hmm. don't realize it's actual people until the end. Mm -hmm. See, that's what mm -hmm. I thought. Like, I thought like my skepticism for this movie was like, okay, you were pretty skeptical about the Lego Movie, and look how great that turned out. Then I saw this. It's not inspired by the Lego movie. They went and got the main voice actor from the Lego movie. So it's like they're doing, they're like, hey, copy my homework, but make sure you change a thing so it's not exactly the same. <laughs> copy my homework. <sighs> yeah. Oh, get this. Guess who's animating it, Jude? Who? Same studio that does right. the Minions. Mm-hmm. I was ba kidding when I said James Gunn's directing, but... <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, man. I would love if this is what ends up being the end tag and it's longer than anything we talked about in What If. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, I'm going to go ahead and hit stop recording. <laughs> 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 hmm.